Good morning and welcome. You got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, what are we talking about today? Well, back by popular demand, Ooh. it's a road trip show. It is. Whoop, Tis whoop. the season, right? Yes. I know. I want to go somewhere with. Oh you know, man. I might have to mortgage our house to pay for fuel. Yeah, no kidding. I don't. I, this isn't going to be a gas rant. I promise everybody <laughs> out there. I hope you guys are being able to get out and do some stuff. Uh, I did have a uh, gentleman tell me that his new. Uh, he had like a hybrid. Highlander, I think, Toyota, little SUV. Mm-hmm. He told me he could drive back and forth to St. Louis on 30 bucks. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. I was like, uh, that's a deal. So I don't know. Maybe out there, if you can drive, do it. You know right? what I mean? However, this is going to be about trip prep and uh, I guess what happens if something happens on a trip. Yeah. You think that sounds good? I think, think so, too. You think that would help people, Sarah? I think so. And I also want to talk probably in the last segment. Mm-hmm. I want to go over all of that first. Okay. Okay, okay. But I've also come up with a list of areas within like the five hour oh, listening area. If you are brilliant. wanting a mini road trip, because I'm kind of like you right now. I'm in that boat of I want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to go somewhere. Yep, but I want to go that bad. I'm going to pay for yeah, it. Yeah. So a, a little weekend getaway. So I I've Excellent. got a little list of places, so we'll talk about that probably uh, the last segment. I love it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And for the people out there in Radioland, if they have an idea... Yes, please share it because yeah. I have a pretty good list. I lo- I'm a adventurer, if you will. Nice. So I love to travel, and I've been to a lot of places, but if there is something that maybe didn't make this list, okay. or, uh, you know... There's a lot of places I have been that I didn't put on this list, but maybe you've got an idea. Sure. Shoot us a message because I I want to go somewhere. Yeah, I think we're all in that boat. And it's not just I want to, like, you know, sometimes I travel for a concert or something mm-hmm. like that. At this point, I want to go see some stuff. Yeah. You know? and so I think that's great. So how do we do that? What do we do? How do we get there? Um, Sarah, you've road tripped uh, throughout your life. I yes. know we've talked about that a lot of times. Um I am, how would I put this? Uh, I don't want to say paranoid is probably not the right word, but uh, I like to be equipped or ready to deal with situations. Prepared. There you go. Great word. Yes, 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 yes. So as I have, uh, you know, gotten older, I've gone on trips, I've had things happen. I seem to continue to refine my preparedness, if you will. Uh, throughout uh, what it is we do, as well as new things come into the market and allow us to be a little bit better prepared and, uh, you know, deal with situations. So, for instance, one of my go-tos in most of our vehicles, I think all of our vehicles, actually, we went down to Florida probably about six years ago, maybe, and we had an issue with a tire. And I went to, like, I don't know how many, you know, gas stations trying to use their crappy pump out at the station. And I finally said the heck with it. And I went and bought a 12-volt air compressor. And I keep one in all of our cars and the kids' cars because I don't want to, A, ruin a tire or, B, get stuck somewhere because I got a flat. Or I can at least get it aired up to get off the road. And since I have bought that 12-volt air compressor, I've used it for many other people, but that has been the best insurance for me not to have a flat tire since we have an air compressor. So, big deal. Sarah, do you carry an air compressor in your car? I 
don't, but I do have a spare, and I do make sure okay. to check it before okay. we go anywhere. And I also have a jack Excellent. as well, Excellent. and I make sure that it's not rusted awesome. because that's the absolute worst is whenever you have oh, yeah. to be on the side of the road and you have a jack, and it's just it's not working yep. for you. We do a lot of pre-trip inspections for a lot of our normal, regular customers, and airing up their spare is something that gets overlooked a lot, so that was an awesome Awesome. Uh, uh, and that's not normal. You know, If just if you bring your car in and have, you know, some oil change or maintenance service done, um, definitely request that they check the air pressure in the spare because that's not always part of everyone. And I'm not just talking about A1 Custom Car Care right now. I'm talking about just service in general. A lot of times that gets overlooked or isn't priority, as well as is, if it is in your trunk and you got a bunch of crap in there that they can't get to the spare, they they probably won't unless you request it. So if you can clean that out, that would help your technician a bunch, and you'd have to hang out less in the in the old shop. So 12-volt uh, compressor, Sarah, we'll have to see what we can do to to, to, to get you one of those. Ooh, yeah, yes, I'm okay I have with some, that. I have some ideas here. So, Well, since we're talking about things that are important to maybe bring mm-hmm. or you know put in the trunk or the, the back seat, yep. one thing that I have recently started carrying with me that has been a lifesaver mm-hmm. is an extra gas can. Oh, yeah. Yes. Make sure that it's a clean one. Make mm-hmm. sure that it's new. Make sure that you don't have a bunch of gas just setting in yep. the in the hot trunk. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Expand. Yes. yes. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is maybe if you're going to go on a road trip that it's several mm-hmm. hours long, go and get you a little $10 gas can. Yep. And that can be a lifesaver. I have saved a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, actually, yeah. with the little gas can that I had in my car. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And if you've got it there, did you have you ever priced the gas cans at a gas station? Have you looked and seen how much they're selling no, for? No, but I know that they are oh, substantially yeah. more expensive. Yeah, you are paying big time at the gas station. So, no, I think that's a wonderful idea, let alone the fact that you've actually deployed it and used it for folks, yes. which is awesome. I always love being able to be the one that kind of steps into a, you know, a tough situation where people are like, oh man, you know, and you'd be like, oh, nope, I got you and take care of business. So well done. Yes. Well done. Now I have a feeling you're probably one of those people that carries extra fluids with you. Yep. So my big thing in most of our vehicles, I like to have, uh, you know, something similar to a milk crate. Um, I'm not saying I may have or may not have a milk crate sitting <laughs> around, um, but I like to have a lot of my fluids in that to keep them from spilling over, keep them organized. Um, you know, in my younger days, I used to drive a lot more jankety cars. They were bad. And so I carried a lot of fluids with them. I'll give you one quick story. I was pulling a trailer back from Kansas City in a truck that most people probably would have sent to the salvage yard, but it made it up there and made it kind of back we got to nevada and i had i can remember i had seven quarts of transmission fluid with me just in case it didn't have a transmission problem at all before we left but pulling that trailer the transmission the uh the vent on the transmission unbeknownst to me was plugged and it ended up 
I was pulling hill and it pushed the front seal out of that transmission and we were stuck on the side of the road. It was a bad deal. And I don't like being stuck on the side of the road. So being I had so much extra transmission fluid with me, I poured all of it into the truck and it, it got us to the next exit before it quit and ran out of fluid. So that was one of those items that you're right. Yeah, I carry extra crazy. I carry extra coolant, uh, washer fluid. I use washer fluid like crazy. And so I always carry extra washer fluid with me. Um, engine oil typically um Usually power steering or transmission fluid, you can somewhat substitute the uh, transmission into the power steering. Not really my recommendation, but you can if you need to. And then extra toolkit for for most of the the uh, the trips that we go on. And I have start to build kits that stay in the vehicle all the time. So if you've got a bigger vehicle, I up fit the jack in it so it's easier to change a tire versus the you know the crank one or the the kind of cheap one they send and then uh, a lot of our uh, vehicles i the cordless impacts are getting cheap enough now i have a designated cordless impact that stays with the car which is really kind of a you know you you feel like nascar when you stop and help somebody and just be like bam 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 tire off tire on bam 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 and away you go and uh i've been able thankfully to stop and you know bless a lot of people over the years uh changing tires on the side of the road there you go for other things that i always bring Mm -hmm. and i know that every single time we mention this whenever we do a road trip show because we do it probably once a year try seasonally yeah for sure yeah so one thing that i always bring and you're always like oh that's a great idea i always bring a road map with me and The reason I do that is because, one, I do not trust technology. I've had Siri lead me a couple (laughs) times astray to different places, and that can be frustrating and or embarrassing. Unsafe. Yes, and unsafe as well. But, you know, you might be in an area, if you're traveling through Arkansas Mm -hmm. and you're in the mountains, or maybe you're in the middle of Oklahoma and you are in the prairies and you have no service. Yeah. That is the most stressful thing to try to figure out where am I going mm-hmm. and a roadmap that can't let you down. So, Sarah, I got to make a confession. Every time you bring that up, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get me a map. And I still haven't done it. Ugh, Dustin. I know. So, you know, just as on break here, I was downloading Getter because every time you bring up that we're on Getter, uh-huh. I think, man, I got to do it. So it's in the process of doing it now. There you go. So I'm trying to get on board, not not procrastinating. Uh, but I'm even going to take this confession a little bit farther to reiterate your point. So, you know, I'm a big CB guy now. Mm-hmm. I, I like I'm a fan of my CB. So a uh, good buddy of mine, Alan, we work together. Uh, we run the operations for A1 Custom uh, as a team. Uh, he's the reason that I am a CB junkie at this point. But him and I were coming out of Arkansas, to your point, and over the old CB. And we had had some first responders pass us. So we knew something was coming up. Uh, the road was shut down. Something had happened. Somebody had hit a power pole, and so it was across the road. So, you know, we didn't want to sit in traffic. So I just took a left, and I knew I needed to go that way. Well, I thought, yeah, we'll just fire up the old phone, and it'll show me how to drive around this and these back roads I've never been on. Well, lo and behold, we had no service. And so uh, I'm also going to make another confession. I don't know why I even do this. I was low on gas. I had not... I had not made sure to keep me above a quarter tank. I had planned on stopping for fuel once we got back in Missouri, because Missouri's fuel was a little cheaper than Arkansas. 
Um, so we're driving along. The uh, the uh, Google is not sending us to the right place. It's just loading or spinning, you know. I ended up finding a gracious old farmer that I could ask directions. I old-schooled it. I pulled over. I uh, I left my man card in the truck. I got out and said, I'm lost, sir. How do I get to Seligman, Missouri? And he just said, you know, keep on going. It's about nine miles up the road. So no harm, no foul. With the exception, had that good old farmer not been there and I had a map, I'd have been able to know where we was going. So, Sarah, I'm going to take your advice and get a map. There you go. But we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Through complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin. We're chit-chatting about road trips. Yeah. And you've had some great ones that I definitely need to uh, take notice of. What else you got over there? Yes, we're talking about what to bring with you to put in your trunk or your back seat. A lot of these are self-explanatory ones, mm-hmm. so they'll be just kind okay. of wrap-up ones. First things first, make sure you have your phone charger. Yeah. You know how like you see a horror movie and they never have their phone charger? Yeah, I know it. Don't be that person. Make sure you have your phone yeah. charger. Also, make sure that you have batteries and a flashlight. Yes. Just in case it's the middle of the night, something happens, you find yourself stranded on the side of the road Uh you don't want to be sitting in the dark if it has a caution feature or a strobe Mm. feature i would strongly recommend that i i've shared it with you guys before i probably shouldn't bore you again but um you know that saved me big time we had a we were going to mount vernon missouri and it was dark and ended up having a gentleman on the oncoming traffic run into a very large horse in the middle of, I think, Highway 174 between Republic and Mount Vernon. And it was a it was a bad situation. But had we not had, and I just as a fluke, I had taken my service light that I use for, for service from the shop because I knew it was going to be dark. And it had a strobe feature. And standing in the middle of the highway with a flashlight, nobody noticed me. They kept wanting to run in or run up on the accident situation. But the moment I flipped it over to the strobe feature, people noticed. They stopped. They moved. We didn't have any collateral damage to that accident. So having a flashing light to get people's attention is very, very important. So excellent idea for the flashlight sarah uh if it, and you can get it in con- in conjunction with a good standard light that has some kind of a strobe or a warning feature so big big well, i like that one and my final thing for what to bring mm-hmm. is i always make sure that we have snacks and or bottled water yes one of the reasons that i always love to bring those things as i see in the winter time there's always at least one story of a giant backup we had Mm -hmm. one for this winter i think it was somewhere on the east coast and it was like 50 miles of backup and people were stuck for like 20 hours yeah and can you imagine being stuck in your vehicle for like 20 hours there you can't go anywhere and you don't have any snacks or bottled water then the closest exit is miles away you don't know if there's going to be a gas station Mm -hmm. or any type of food there so yeah i always like to take snacks with me i always bring like um like peanuts or like crackers things like that yeah i think people were like 
people that lived in the area, if I remember right, good Samaritans were bringing food from their homes. I believe so. And that, that just really, you know, makes me think, man, there's some good people out there yeah. still, which, yeah, that's wonderful, Sarah. Absolutely great. But yeah, advice. I always have those uh, panic attacks. Whenever I yeah. see those, I'm like, oh gosh, I would hate to be stuck for, yeah. you know, hours on end not being able to have water. Awful. Plus, you know, it can also, in case you need the water for something that happens to mm-hmm. your vehicle. You there got you it. Go. That's right. So what about, we've got what we need to bring. So before we leave on our trip, mm-hmm. what exactly do we need to check before we head out on sure. the road? So kind of the softball ones out there are going to be fluids. Um, you need to know how to check your fluids. And as a courtesy, if you're one of our customers and you're not comfortable with it, just say, hey, I need my fluids checked on this. And if you want to learn how to do that, you know, say, hey, will you guys show me how to check them? I know um, I personally, a lot of times, if I'm doing a, um, a service on a vehicle and I see one that, like, there's no oil in the car, I will have that discussion kind of in a polite way. I'm not one to be like, a, you know, hey, why don't you check your oil? I realize I say that pretty much every show, but it's because I see the damage that happens and I see it so frequently. I don't want people to be caught off guard with a large expense due to that. So all your fluids, so oil in particular, there is a specific way to check your transmission fluid. So you need to know on your application how to check it. Um, power steering, if equipped, Miss Sarah, you're lucky you have electric power steering, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, brake fluid, I do not remove the cap because you introduce moisture into the brake system. They're a clear or semi-transparent. I typically use a flashlight to shine on the other side of the, the brake fluid reservoir to make sure it's within tolerance. It's very easy. Um, uh, you don't want to take your radiator cap off if the engine's hot. Most of those have a clear or transparent overflow tank. You can check it there. Same system. If it doesn't, you need to make sure it's cool before you run that. Make sure there's no pressure on the system and make sure that's in good shape. If you want to take it just a little bit farther, once all that's done and everything's in good shape, you can run the vehicle and make sure the cooling fans operate. Um, I wouldn't necessarily worry about it too much if the season's cool. But as we continue to get into the July and August and the heat of the the, uh, the height of the summer, you want to make sure those cooling fans work because a lot of times you don't notice it when the temperature's mild or you're making short trips You know, here in town, the vehicle doesn't warm up all the way. Um, and you typically will hear the kind of roar of the cooling fan kick on. So just pay attention to that, as well as when you turn the air conditioner on, typically that should engage the uh, the uh, cooling fan immediately or within a reasonable amount of time. I'm going to say 30 seconds or less. And you just want to make sure that fan is working. Those are all items I see that fail frequently and cause people problems on their trip, as well as lights. I always kind of run through all the lights, bells, whistles, horns, etc. Wiper blades is one that I overlook quite often personally until it starts raining, and then I remember that I needed to buy some new wiper blades. Uh, Miss Stacy and I, my lovely lady, we went down to Florida a few years back, happened to have a tropical storm hit while we were down there, which was actually kind of cool. I'd never been through a tropical storm. But I stopped at the parts store, and all they had was the most expensive wiper blades left. They were $30 each. I paid $60 for wiper blades because I couldn't get any. 
and I had recognized it before we had left and thought, oh, yeah, I'll get some before we leave, and I didn't. Now, with that $60 wiper blades, as I was paying it, I'm like, well, this is what you, this is your your um, consequences for not taking care of this before we left. However, as we were coming home, we got trapped around some semis, and it was a torrential downpour. I would have gave you $600 for those wiper blades because they did such a good job, and they kept us safe. So it was maybe a little bit of a blessing and a little bit of a reminder. So hey, you had quality there. Yeah, so quality was awesome, and I needed it. I had a driver uh, in an 18-wheeler that was almost ready to park in the back seat of our car. He was not a good, gracious person, and I uh, I couldn't get out from in front of him, but uh, definitely good wipers. And then tires. Tires. I talk about tires all the time, and I check them throughout the trip as well. Um, when we stop and fuel, I rest the palm of my hand on the sidewall of the tire, and if the tire's underinflated, that tire will be hotter than the rest of the other tires. So those are all kind of good trip check items um, that I really love to go through pretty much before we go on a long trip. I have a couple of other ones Bring to it. probably add to that list. And I, I don't think that you mentioned it. I was I was listening to you pretty Awesome. <laughs> I was listening. Your battery. Yep. Make sure to get that tested before mm-hmm. you go. As well as I like to have a brake check every once in a while, especially yes. if you're going to be traveling to places. Uh, like Colorado. Oh my goodness. You need those brakes. That's a good point. We've had folks, um, especially like pulling campers or Springfield does a lot with livestock. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had them make it into town and they end up losing or running out of brake pad material. And so we have to do a pretty big brake service that they weren't intending. They were just coming to town. So that's a great point, Sarah. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Another break. We'll be right back. Through Complete Car Care Solution, one Custom Car Care. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin. We're talking about trips. I am excited. I want to go somewhere I know. Now. I think everybody needs to go somewhere. Yes, I think so too. Absolutely. So uh, we talked about things that you should have, you should keep with you. We talked about um, different things, things check. you should check. Uh, if we left things out, please let us know. Send yes. some messages in. We'll pass those on or other people will get to see those messages. I guess they get to see the the, uh, mm-hmm. the the different messages. So helps others. You know, there's a million things we could put on this list. We could talk for days. Um, so what happens if you have an issue out on the road? You need to kind of have a game plan. And I guess that's where a lot of this ideas come from. Right. Yeah. You got to have the right tool for the job to take care of business. So hopefully you don't have things that happen. Um, the the other side of that is, is it's stressful when something happens and it takes away from your trip experience. See, I'm one of those people. I don't ever take my own personal vehicle oh. when I road trip. I always get a rental car. That way I have that that assurance. Peace of mind. Yes, yeah. I have that assurance of I'm taking a vehicle that's usually sometimes a little bit newer mm-hmm. and then you know I I do use uh insurance with that and then I typically will get like a plan with that in case I need some roadside yeah. assistance. And that's kind of like it. That's a nice feeling of mm-hmm. not having to worry. And then on top of it it's like well it's not your car yeah at the end of the day back in the day and i have rented several cars over the years you're exactly right it is really nice that if something happens it's somebody else's problem right. you just get another <laughs> car and keep going i know my mom especially she was a big proponent and she would get some deals i mean it was cheap to rent cars my mom's the same way but now 
The prices are up. That is actually my first little uh, check note here. Is Big money. If you are going to rent a car, first things first, check pricing and availability. There is oh a bazillion different places that you can rent a car from. Yep. Enterprise and Hertz and mm-hmm. dollars some something. There's some new ones popping up that I've not heard of, but because there's... I don't want to say price gouging, but man, they're really getting in your pocket with some of those bigger vendors. Yeah, so definitely check pricing and availability. Yes. And also make sure that you have in mind what you want to rent. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to a specific place, make sure that you mention that to them. Like if you are going, if you're going out into the desert Mm -hmm. and you're wanting to off-road and you're wanting to do some four-wheel driving, Mm -hmm. make sure you get a vehicle that you can do some four-wheel driving in. So, Sarah, have you ever heard of Collins Brothers Jeep? Have you ever heard of those? Uh-uh. Uh, they, they're a big uh, Jeep uh, supplier. I, I'm not, I think they're in Texas. Um, but have you ever heard of Gas Monkey Garage? It was a TV yes. show. Okay. So, Collins Brothers Jeep is kind of like a spinoff. They have their own show and, and whatnot. And he's a friend of uh, Richard Rawlings, and he's been on that. That's kind of how I got exposed to him. I don't know him. We're not bros. But he does this thing called Coffee Walk, and he drives or flies across the country, and he saves these specific cars, whether it's exotic or Jeeps. And the last several trips he's made, he always rents a Jeep from wherever he goes, because that's his business. He was in Chicago the other day, and this has happened in other places. He rented a Jeep uh, truck of some kind, whatever the Gladiator, I think is what it's called. Guess what 24-hour rental on that Jeep was? And he showed the uh, showed the invoice. I don't even want to guess. It was like 760 Ugh. bucks for 24 hours. And then he went somewhere else, and it was like another $700 for a day for him to drive around, make the deal, etc. Point being this whole deal is he found a company, and he rented it somewhere else. And they had a branch in Chicago, and because he had just been there and paid so much... It was a hundred bucks for twenty four hours, there all because he switched companies, and it wasn't one of the big ones, you know, uh, that everybody thinks of when you think of car rentals. It was like B and B, but they were a nationwide company, so they're growing as well. So you're right; you've got to shop around. The ones that you just automatically think of, you need to do your homework, otherwise, it's going to cost you money. Yes. So and I wanted to throw that out there because seven hundred bucks for twenty four yeah, hours. Yeah, no kidding. And that's a joke. Kind of to go along with that is try to rent in advance. Oh, okay. One time, the husband and I. So whenever you do rent, I think that there is a if you are like under twenty six, I think that that's the age. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's twenty six. They will tack on a fee, and sometimes they won't even rent to you. Yeah. And we came across that and we were trying to rent a vehicle. It was like Memorial Day weekend and we were trying to go down to Alabama for one of Ryan's family members weddings. Uh And so we had actually rented a vehicle and we had rented it from a company. They didn't mention anything to us about the young renters fee or anything like that. Well, anyways, we ended up going to pick up the vehicle and they wouldn't rent it to us because they didn't realize that we were under the the age of 26 i think we were like 24 at that time too so we're like well this is stupid um so make sure you check that if you are under that specific age but that put us in a situation of oh gosh here we are on the day that we need to leave we thought that we had this vehicle and we don't now so we had to shop around look at other different places 
there was so many shortages because of the holiday. Yeah. And so we had a really hard time finding a vehicle. We finally did. We ended up renting a, a truck, which Ryan really, really loved. I bet he, he did. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to drive. It was expensive, yeah. but you know what? That's okay. We were able to get down there. We enjoyed some nice. s- some sun. But yeah, definitely make sure to rent in advance. Uh, there is shortages. One, because you know everybody blames COVID for everything. But right. two, if there's a holiday coming up, that can also cause a shortage as well. A lot of these companies sold off their fleet at the That's beginning right, yeah. of COVID. So they hadn't, and well, so they did all that thinking, oh, we'll just replace it later. Well, you and I both know we've done many shows on it. Everybody out there knows as well. You can't just replace them. I don't care how much money you got right now. Everything is in a scarcity or a deficit at this point. So um, the rental companies I've been following a little bit have been really pushing for the all-electric or EV market. Uh, I know I think Hertz and Enterprise both have signed some big deals with Tesla and then some other, uh, an electric car company I didn't even know anything about um, as well. They bought, you know, like 50,000 units, which is a lot. But those vehicles aren't there. This is a future agreement. They're having to build them now. So it's going to be a minute before those cars come out there. So, yeah, we're still definitely at a very, very large deficit at the moment. So, yeah, I think all that's great advice. Yeah, and I think the only other thing that I would really add if you're going to rent a car Mm -hmm. versus driving your own is... Oftentimes, they will offer you all kinds of different packages. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they do offer is a fuel price. They have like a set fuel price of if you bring the car back um, under ah. a certain price, this is how much it's going to cost to fill up. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I would never consider it. I would just be like, no, nah, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just fill up wherever. But with the way that fuel prices have been lately, that might also be something to look into mm-hmm. and to consider, especially wherever you're traveling. If right. you're traveling somewhere where gas is very, very, very expensive, that might be a good way to save a little bit of money on the tail end of things. Sure. And and this fuel continues to be a little bit of a struggle or a burden or a tax, if you will. Um, yeah, being tactful about that. I think we talked about some different ways to save on fuel. Um, you're a, uh, I don't say an avid user of Sam's Club, so you've yes. been good there. Um, I talked about uh, that Gas Buddy app. These are not endorsements. These are just stuff we use in our day-to-day life. It has been a really cool thing for me to kind of be able to view some of the fuel prices around me. Did you ever check out that one, that GetUpside app? No, I haven't done that either. You know, I, well, I didn't either. I remember we <laughs> talked about it. Yeah, because I think basically that's a kickback, right? Yeah. You, you earn money back for the amount of fuel. I really should do that because, uh, and I know there's some plans out there. Everybody's got their own plan. Are you a part of our rewards, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's all kind of run together and I'm like, man, that's, I'm not doing it just because it's a pain, but I should. I mean, you're probably talking about a significant amount of money you're throwing away by not doing some kind of rewards program. Yeah, especially with how much you drive, too, yeah. with Arkansas and all that. Yeah. You should it, look into that. It definitely has been a thing, as well as travel. You know, hopefully we all get to do some yeah. travel in the spring, summer, winter, whatever. Travel is good. So uh, we're going to allude a little bit. I don't know how much time we got, but you're going to be talking 
about places to go. Right? Yes. So I am kind of a weekend trip person. I mean, I love to travel. Yep. I have taken road trips in a car all the way from California and back. Wow. And I have spent most of my time traveling in a in a car. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to fly. And so that being said, I love to also take like weekend trips. So I have a list of places that are like five hours or less. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh man, I really need some place to go, some place that's local, but I don't know where to go. Or, you know, maybe I need to add something new to my list and maybe we'll do this next weekend or here in a couple weekends. I have a list. Well, and some of the things, some of the best parts of going to those places are the in-between. Yeah. You know, you drive by and you see whatever that piques your interest. You can't just be like, hey, pilot, I want to stop and look at this. That's you, right. You are the pilot. So we're going we're gonna to break into that here in just a minute. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back. we got just a little bit of time, and we're going to talk about some places to go. Yeah, we've been talking road trip, you know, things to check before you go, mm-hmm. what to bring, rental yep. cars, all that. you got to have a place to go. Yeah, this is kind of like the, uh, the the icing on the cake, I guess, yeah. right? So I tried to find some places that either I have been to or my family's been to over the years that are like five hours or less mm-hmm. away. Because that's not a terrible road trip. That's a good weekend road trip right there. One of my favorite places that I have been to is Eminence, Missouri, and it is Echo Bluff State Park. Have you heard of it? I have not. It is an absolutely beautiful park. They have wild horses there. What? Yes. Here in Missouri. Right here in Missouri. And there's probably a family of, I don't know, maybe 10 of them. Wow. And they have signs all over the place. It's on the side of a a bluff. You you know, Mm. Missouri's got all those beautiful bluffs. Absolutely And so it's on the side of a bluff and you've got all of these signs, you know, watch out for falling rock. And then all of a sudden you have all of these signs um, that are watch out for wild horses, basically. And they will just sometimes you'll be driving alongside the bluff and there is wild horses there. And they it's amazing. So there's a lot of uh, hiking trails there, biking. So if that is something that you like to do, I highly recommend Echo Bluff. Plus, the horses are really cool. And sounds great. you, You can see them. Last time I went there. We did see them. Um, there's also cabins for mm. rent in that area. So if you nice. do want to stay the night, there is cabins as well. Heck yeah. For my friends that like to travel to Oklahoma, I have a couple different places in Oklahoma. First off, if you are a Route 66 person, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the Big Blue Whale, have you heard of this? I have not. This is a new one. So there, it is in Catoosa, Oklahoma. Okay. It's about... Oh, shoot. I should have wrote down how far it is. About two and a half hours, maybe. Not too bad. Yeah. And it is basically this giant blue whale that sets on this person's pond. And yes, you can go into it. You can walk inside of this blue whale. And it is just the neatest roadside attraction that I've seen in a long time. Wow. And while you're over seeing the big blue whale in Catoosa... Not too terribly far from it is the Totem Pole Park, which is in Chelsea, Oklahoma, I believe. And I think that uh, I always get them mixed up. I think that Chelsea is before Katusa. Okay. But it is this giant totem pole. 
Okay. That has been created. And once again, it's one of those roadside attractions. And I'm a huge roadside attraction okay. person. So I love like those. like the world's biggest ball of yarn you I've, would stop? Yes, I've Aha. seen all of those okay. things. And, you know, that's kind of a fun thing. It, yes. Um, especially if you have, like, a motorcycle, too. Oh, those are always the best Absolutely. trips. Absolutely, yeah. Stretch your legs. See something you never saw before. Now, a little bit further out is Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Have you heard of Pawhuska? I am not, man. You're dropping some bombs on me. I know. Me. You're like over here like, I need to write yeah. all this down. Okay, so Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Have you ever been in Walmart and you have seen Pioneer Woman stuff everywhere? Yes. yes. So that is actually the town that she is either from or she has just basically purchased. <laughs> she took over. Yes. So that is her town, Pawhuska, wow. Oklahoma. And it is one of the neatest little towns. In fact, they actually just filmed a movie there not too long ago and I think Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. Hmm. Yeah. So Big time. Yeah, it was pretty neat. The last time that we had went there, they were they're filming that movie and there was like all of these 1920 style vehicles. Oh, that would've been so cool. And they were just kind of driving around the town <laughs> and um they had a little area that was blocked off for the film crew and they had completely transformed this the side over. So wow. it was really really neat to see. There is all kinds of like little tiny shops, um just unique things to see in there. Of course, her store is there. Hmm. Um, Mercantile is the name of it. And wow. her ranch is there as well. So if you are a Pioneer Woman fan or you just like neat little towns, it's got a uh, Eureka Springs feel to it. Another town in Oklahoma that I absolutely love is Hugo, Oklahoma. Hmm. Now, Hugo, Oklahoma is probably one of the neatest places that I have ever been to. They have a ranch there that is for retired circus elephants. Oh my gosh, that sounds very cool. It is one of the coolest things. My mom and I, we took a road trip out there. Oh, it's probably been four or five years ago now, but they allow you to go and they tour. You get to tour the uh, facility and you get to see the elephants and... Uh, they basically just show you like the day-to-day -day lifestyle of, wow. you know, how to take care of the elephants. And it's really funny because you'll be walking around. There's all these elephants and every once in a while they'll start doing tricks. No kidding. Yeah, they just do tricks. That is, out of all the things I thought you were going to talk about, I definitely didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so that is Hugo, Oklahoma. That I one should sounds see, really you awesome. Should, you should see it. And I, I can't remember how much it was to get in. And I cannot remember if you needed a reservation. I would check all of that uh -huh. before you go. But yeah, it is a definitely a, a neat place to go. And it was one of the coolest things that I have witnessed in a long time, wow. and that is um, about four hours and 55 minutes away. So. It's not too bad. No. I uh, I didn't necessarily road trip to Oklahoma, but I was just down there recently. Uh, it was a down and back. I went to um, a little town south of Oklahoma City, which is a pretty good little drive. You know how I have my auction, uh, I don't want to say addiction, it's not a problem, It's it's. <laughs> but uh, I was able to find a good deal on a diesel power generator down there, so I got to see a lot of Oklahoma in the turnpike, and uh, definitely appreciate what they've done down there. The turnpike is smooth as glass right now, which was really awesome. Uh, made good time. Everybody was very courteous down there. So I don't go to Oklahoma very often, but clearly I'm missing the boat on, on seeing some stuff down there. Yeah, I'm a big uh, 
person that goes to Oklahoma. My best friend is from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So we always kind of made excuses to go yeah, through there. That's a wonderful The idea. Uh, place that has the retired circus elephants, mm-hmm. it is called the Endangered Ark Foundation. Wow. For those of you who are interested in that. I think that. that's the awesome. Uh, I'm very intrigued at that. That sounds like awesome little trip. I'll send you the link to it. Yeah, I, it is pretty. It's a pretty neat little place. So for my people who like to hike, if you haven't been here, you should definitely go. And if you're going to rent a vehicle, this is a perfect example of make sure that you have the right vehicle. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and if you are going to be taking your own vehicle, make sure that you get your brakes checked and make sure that your vehicle can can handle this. And it is Whitaker Point. Have you heard of Whitaker Point? It is in Arkansas. I may have. I have a friend. She is big into hiking. I would assume... She's probably talked to me about this one. It is an absolutely beautiful place. It is kind of by the, um, oh shoot, the Buffalo National Reservation. I think that that's the official name for it. And I I looked it up. The official town or the official address is Kingston, Arkansas. Okay, yes. I am... I've heard of this one for sure. It is absolutely beautiful. And it is basically this giant point that sets on the side of the the mountains. And it is amazing. Wow. I have been there in the fall time. And that is probably... Good time to go. Yes, it's the perfect time when the leaves are starting to change. Because there you are and you are just out in the open and there's all of these mountains around you and wow. just all of the color. It is beautiful. But if you're going to travel to Whitaker Point, you definitely need a vehicle that can handle getting okay. up this side of the mountain to get you to the trailhead. Okay. So make sure you have something that is four-wheel drive or something that doesn't ride low to the ground okay. because your vehicle will have a hard time with wow. it. Wow, okay. That's great so, advice. Yes, and I learned that whenever we took ryan's little truck up Uh there and we did not think that it was going to make it and we were in the danger ranger we're like oh gosh really need something with four-wheel drive and you know it's set a little bit low to the ground Mm so awesome that sounds like definitely worth the Um, how how far would you say that was uh, maybe a couple hours probably about two maybe three hours um so that's a really good hike and there's waterfalls along Uh, that trailhead i'm a sucker for waterfalls yeah i will sit there and watch them for hours and i would i would go and say this if you are not an avid hiker or if you're somebody who hasn't done hiking in a while i'd maybe set this one out it's not it's not a terrible hike but there are some places where the trail you do have to like step up quite a bit Mm -hmm. to get on the side of the the hill basically or the side of the mountain and so it's it's not terrible but just beware on that one good advice um and then the final place that i put on my list is actually a museum that i've always wanted to go to but i haven't been there and it is in kansas Mm -hmm. it is topeka kansas the evil knievel museum Uh aha I've always wanted to go there, and I thought, well, this would be a good fit, a nice little uh, wrap-up on my list for our car care people. I, I guess I didn't know. I'm assuming Evil was from Kansas, apparently. Is I, that why? You know what? I have no idea, it's, but I do know that his museum is there. It's got to be. He had to have been from Kansas for them to put the museum there, I would assume. Um, but yeah, there's some, I will say Kansas in general, I've been to several car museums out there, some very, very cool stuff out there. There's a motorcycle museum out there, uh, maybe part of this evil Knievel thing, but, uh, yeah, some very, very cool stuff out there. 
I think that wraps us up, doesn't it? I think it? so. We've run out of time. I know. So if you have any road trip tips that we need to share, or if you have a place to go that didn't yeah. make my list, let us know. You can shoot us a text, 417-447-5743, or you can reach out to us on social media, at 1041KSGF on Facebook or Getter. Dustin, I hope you have a good weekend. Hope you do as well. Be safe. Bye. See ya.